ain't good for games. Say it to my face. Say it to my face. What's the good word, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the flyest sports podcast on the planet, Stat Lines Matter, also known as SLM. Yo, this is the podcast where we analyze sports through the eyes of some guys from the music business. I'm your host, Jason Weaver, and I'm joined here by my co-hosts, Mark Stewart and Rob Hunter. What up, what up? Gentlemen, yes. I just got to get straight into it this week, man, before, before we get into any kind of sports conversation or discussion. Uh, and, and this is something that directly impacts us being that we're in the entertainment industry and everything that's going on in there. Harvey Weinstein. He's going down. He's got charged, huh? Harvey. And, and, and we as a collective black people have been waiting for the charges, right? Like, we, we have. Because, no, you're right, because Harvey's been the, they don't bring nothing on Harvey. Sure. They've been talking about Bill, what they going to do to they, Hey, they walked Harvey in there. Like a real like he they walked him in like a rapper word cuffs and everything yeah, yeah they, they they had the cuffs on it and I and I saw I think I saw the Bible in his hand like he's Jewish but he, he was trying to hold tight to Jesus you're stupid <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. yo no it is funny though because they mentioned I guess I saw that on CNN and they were like why does he have all those books with him like. Does he realize he's about to get booked or is that why he's bringing? But I think he was under the impression. That he was going to be in court for an extended amount of time before they, you know, actually or officially charged him. But nonetheless, man, it's just that shit throws me off looking at that because for years, especially as an actor, somebody that's been involved in Hollywood for the majority of my life. Uh, Harvey Weinstein has always been the bar, you know, as it relates to Hollywood producers, Hollywood moguls, the the kinds of films that they were putting out back in the Miramax days, uh, going into the Weinstein Company, and I mean, he was known as the king. He was he was easily like, if not one, top three most powerful players in Hollywood, easily. So I don't think we can overstate the significance of him. Like in the film world, this would be like if Michael Jordan went down. True. With, a, with a sex scandal. True. Right? And, and I think one of the things that's interesting when you think about this guy, and, and I know we, you know, it's, there's, a, there's an element of it that's kind of like not funny, but when you hear some of the stories, you just trip out on like, you, nobody can be really that wild. But he was a real, real a predator. Boy. Yeah. Like this is some real predatorial type stuff that he was, you know, really putting on. And the other thing that's crazy, he wasn't going after like the young girl from Kansas who wants to, like be an actress and, and he just kind of playing them out. He was going after A-listers. people who ultimately became A-list stars right. and was like, yo, like you need to come over here and like do that. And I'm going to just push up on you. Like, like this is a different type of, when you talk about him and Bill Cosby, like these are different type of predators. Cause like Bill, if you look at Bill, like I'm trying to get my head around, like you literally just want to have sex with a lifeless body? Like, that's you, bro? Yeah. Like, that's your get down? That's Bill's The lifeless, I don't <laughs> right. want no response from you. Either of fucking right. or I'm fucking. Right. <laughs> right. Well, no, it no, wasn't even either. It wasn't even either or. It's just me. Wanna, like, and that's how he conceptualized sex, right? I want to fuck today. Right. Not, 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 I want to fuck 
we gonna fuck. Right. I want to fuck somebody who's not gonna fuck me. <laughs> but for what he for what he was doing, he could have went to the to Publix and got like a, a pack of uh, a ground sirloin and, and just went to town on that. But he like, wanted to be the same thing. He wanted to be wanted to be a part of the incapacitation. Right. He wanted to he wanted to be the reason why they were lifeless. It was the abuse of power. Right. Right. With, right even right. with this thing with the with the thing with Weinstein, and I think that's what's what's Try really troubling. It, I mean, that's what's really troubling. It's like these guys who have been serving as the gatekeepers, so to speak, are these just really morally bankrupt yeah. human beings. And mind you, you know, everybody got their flaws. Like, I got my shit. Everybody got something about them, you know what I'm saying, where they where they could improve or, or where they could uh, strive to be a better human being. But again, going back to some of the descriptions, like, what's the young lady's name? Rose McGowan. Yeah. Uh, who's been one of the main? I think she was probably the first. I think one she was, to come if not out. the first, one of the first. Yeah. yeah, and when she, you know, tells her story, uh, as far as what she experienced over in Con, and you know, some the other, the other woman that actually, uh, the other actress that spoke at the Con Film Festival, in front of her peers, and was saying, "Hey, a few years ago, I got raped here." Yeah. And this is what was his playground, and this is yeah. where he would come. And people I, covered for him. Yeah, and people covered for him. And when you hear that, you're like, oh, my God. Like, that's crazy, man. It's like, do you want the part or not? Yeah. Yeah. Do you it, want it? Cause, cause, and, then, and then now you're looking at, like, and not to cut you off, but now you're looking at the uh, you know some of his films, right, and be like, did she bust it open? <laughs> did, he, did she bust you know yeah, you know I mean, you know you know yeah, what I'm saying because yeah. obviously he was leveraging or bartering you know these 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 weird sex escapades what well, weird it for you know for him as, as it relates to just being so aggressive for basically parts in silence well I think and oddly enough it may and I, I haven't really studied it I mean I actually think it's the whole thing is disgusting but I think that maybe that was the idea initially but I think even within that, he got more predatorial and more lazy and literally just turned into like a guy who may as well have been wearing all black and jumping out the bushes. Like right. he became that guy. Like right. and not that not that you could even justify it if it was like he was le leveraging a role for sex, because this is no longer about sex. Mm -hmm. This is about like you're an attacker. You know, you're you're a violent criminal. Like this has nothing what he was doing went it sex was gone years ago from what he was trying to do. And it's funny, you you had mentioned this, and I'll piggyback something that you were saying um, about Bill. One of the things that disturbed me about Bill Cosby is the fact that there was a lot of people from the black community that were really, really reluctant to hold his feet to the flames yeah. on the stuff that he was doing. Yeah. And there was all these narratives, you know, like, and I would hear people say this, and it would just really throw me, you know, they're just trying to tear him down because he's trying to buy NBC. And I'm like, y'all, like, come on. Like, you can't, you don't have 60, 60 some odd women coming forward with, like, the, virtually the same story. Yeah. Right. And, and they, they're all, they're across all women, like, all types of women, black, white. Like, you, you try to make it like it's it, uh, some sort of conspiracy from like the mainstream, right. aka white America, right. and Bill's against like Bill. six hundred years old. Like he's not trying to buy NBC right now. Like maybe like thirty years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's like, I mean, he's in his. He can barely see. Like he he wants to be bothered with buying NBC. Yeah, it's like I just think the whole thing. It, it just you know, we're just, it's a terrible time for some iconic figures. Because you're right. If you're in and around the entertainment industry, Harvey Weinstein was that guy. 
he was the guy. Like if you were a young great film, film. if you were a young filmmaker or you were a young actress to get his attention and, and Mar- Miramax's brother, all of that, and to be part of their organization in any type of way meant something really tremendous for your career. Sure. And now, all of a sudden, it's like it means nothing. And I'll say this: I think one of the most heartbreaking things as it relates to Harvey Weinstein and Bill Cosby is the veil has kind of been pulled back to where you can really see the inner workings of these people's minds. Individuals that at one point you thought were really brilliant people. Well, they are. No, I mean, but they've got, they've got a, they've got a very dark dark side. No, well, let me say this. I don't, I don't necessarily, I can't celebrate your brilliance or acknowledge your brilliance. But we already have but, through the box office, through our viewers. We have, but now it's different. I, it's have. like what I said in the last podcast. I can't look at Bill Cosby, the Cosby show anymore without thinking to myself, man, he was probably harassing somebody backstage. Like the, it, it took the spirit but, but out see, of I think even when you start talking about harassment, they're not, he's not harassing nobody. He's assaulting no, no, he's, he's, a, yeah, assaulting. he's assaulting. But yeah, see that, yeah, but that yeah. brings out a point though, because yeah. we also saw um, they trying to put it on Morgan Freeman, and I kind of laugh a little bit because I watched this girl, I don't know her name, this young woman on CNN, and she gets on there and she's like, and he touched my shoulder and he looked at me, and I was like, that's not assault. Nah, that's like taking your. That's called taking your shot. Yeah, and and it, and if it didn't work, he was like. Okay, right, cool. I'm gonna go and do I'm go, Yeah, I'm gonna go do something else. <laughs> I think there's a fine line in the Me Too, where you can they can jeopardize the whole Me Too movement by right. by I felt uncomfortable being part of it because what? like I think there's a dynamic in the man woman thing where if a man is attracted to a woman or even just trying it where he has to send some sort of signal and if it's rebuffed the crime is continuing and what I didn't hear from her. And maybe I don't know enough about the whole Morgan Freeman situation, right. but it sounded like his was much more benign and innocent yeah. than what Bill's like dropping off a, a a drug off in your drink or Harvey going, "Hey, wait there while I toss off into this potted plant." Right, and and it doesn't it doesn't seem like okay if and I and I don't want to uh, besmirch any of these women's character, but it it just doesn't seem like it's in Morgan Freeman's style. Um, although he could be very guilty, but it seemed like if even if it was, it would be very smooth. You know, he was like, ever since I was a little boy in Greenwood, <laughs> Mississippi, I've had a fondness for titties. You have some very nice titties. Don't be alarmed by the <laughs> on my face. They've been there forever. You only need to be worried about the mold between my legs. Like many molds, it grows. Would you like to see it grow? Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what's Yo, wrong with like, you? Like so, so, so it's like if he come at you like that, yeah, is that really? That? You know, he's offering. He's you, just taking a shot. Yeah, 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 he's taking a shot. The only mole you need to be worried about. Yeah, is the mole situation. Insane. <laughs> gotta, I gotta, I gotta segue real quick, fellas, because I, I want to tackle this before we run out of time for today's episode. But real quick, NFL, Star Spangled Banner, national anthem. New guidelines from the owners. What are our thoughts? I know I have my own personal thoughts about it, but I definitely want to get you guys. Go ahead, brother Malcolm. Let's hear your thoughts. I just, I just gotta say, yeah, I'm gonna gonna put honorable Jason Weaver. I'm I'm gonna put it out, Malcolm Luther Farrakhan X. Absolutely, 
Absolutely. I got to speak the truth on it. The honorable. The floor is yours. I got to speak the truth on it. As a matter of fact, if I have my glasses, I'd wear my Malcolm X glasses right now. First of all, the only thing I ask is before you you make your statement, just put your fist in there, please. Just put your fist. Like, I want to see that fist. I'm allowed to do that on here? Because I know. Okay. And you got. Because I I want to do it at the beginning. You got the real black fist emoji. You got the black hand. You're being black. Black than a motherfucker. (laughs) <laughs> Soot black Black little motherfucker Chimney black Whenever, whenever I leave my little emojis I'll be like What's the darkest one Is there Is there a midnight <laughs> It ain't dark enough It ain't dark enough Now I mean What do you think I mean I mean Look I think that Goodell Is Trying his best As the commissioner To try to make Everybody happy Unfortunately um, I don't think He's managing the situation properly uh, as it relates to the owners, um, as it relates to the fans who feel passionate uh, about their position as it relates to the, to the national anthem. I think that it's just not being really well thought out. I think it's showing that the league in itself is far behind. It's not a forward thinking league, which is heartbreaking for me to kind of accept and realize because the NFL is my personal favorite league um for the world to be able to recognize even outside of sports uh the unwillingness from the league to push things forward uh to be on the right side of history so to speak uh it's discouraging uh at the same time uh i think what they're asking the players to do is um I think it's messed up because I think it encroaches upon their their First Amendment rights uh, as Americans. Uh, I think it just stirs up the pot even more as it relates to the divide. I know that it was initially probably done to hopefully bring people together and get us back to talking about just the game of football and, you know, and not forcing the issue on the table anymore. But it's bad. I, th- I think they open up. I think they threw salt on the wound. I think they gave more ammunition to a fucking asshole that we got in the White House and his nationalist, white nationalist agenda. Um, and, and it's just really, really unfortunate, man. I I will say this. I'm going to be looking really at feel. I'm, I'm going to be looking at the NFL this year. Last year, I did not look at it. Um, I think I did the, the latter part of the season. Well, going into the postseason, I looked at a couple games because I just wanted to see what Tom Brady was going to do and all that. But um, it's it's hard. I don't know if it's hard for you guys as like avid uh, NFL fans as well. Let me like, be clear: I'm never boycotting the NFL. Okay, like, I'm. I'm never. It's never going to go to that depth for me. Um, I watched every game and every highlight. Let me be clear on that. But with that said, I, I I'm just resentful of the fact that um, Donald Trump has been able to hijack uh, an important. Uh, issue that some athletes and I think it takes a lot of courage to stand for something particularly when you got real bread on the line to stand for something that um, is pretty serious and polarizing to people because even before like Trump hijacked the narrative there's a large swath of mainstream American people who just stand behind police no matter what like they could see video from Rodney King in ninety two or ninety one, whenever that was, to most recently, and still go. But we love our police, we love our cops, and and we know we don't have to like sugarcoat it here. Our community's relationship with law enforcement is very very different. 
there's a lot of skepticism. At best, there's skepticism to all the way just flat out, I don't mess with those guys. So regardless of where you fall on that, this was already a polarizing issue anyway. Uh, I, mean, I actually think uh, you covered it. Um, but we, we talked about it before. They need to advance the protest. So they need to they need to hijack the narrative now. Everybody, you know, however they want to, you know, disseminate that information. We're not kneeling no more. You know, maybe we get into the end zone and we put a fist in the air and not just me, the whole squad, the whole team, you know, white boys included. We put the fist in the air. We're going we're going to be united because, you know, the fist in the air is the ultimate show of unity and the ultimate show of resistance to uh, systemic racism, um, you know, systemic uh, oppression. Mm -hmm. Um, And so and if it's not that it could be it could be something else. But I and I was saying this even before this ruling came down that I thought that they should it's time to move it to to the to the next level, because if you allow uh, the kneeling to in the in the Star Spangled Banner, if you still continue to want to push that, then you are going to continue to create the platform for them to to hijack your narrative and continue to make it about about the flag. Um, and if and, and, and what's interesting in this whole Neil Gate thing is that the kneeling was suggested by a soldier right, to Kaepernick. Right. right. Because he was, this is how we show respect to our fallen soldiers. We kneel. So, so it's interesting that you know the narrative has been well. You know they don't respect the flag. They don't respect the troops. And the kneeling was suggested by an army veteran. Yeah. So, 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 or an armed forces veteran. I'm not sure if he was in the army or not. So, so, so it, it also goes to show you how willing people are are um, how willing they are to buy into a racist narrative or a nationalist na- narrative um, because it's something that they they were already amenable to in the first place. Mm-hmm. So so what you have to do is take it back. Let's take this back. Let's let's remove the kneeling. Let's remove it. We'll throw the fist in the air and we'll see what they come up with come up with next. That's an interesting point. Um it's funny, I was um and we talked about this a little bit earlier. We we're talking about and I'm just I'm gonna abruptly switch gears here. Mm-hmm. Um you mentioned to me about you watching, you know, I forget what sports movie it was. It was some sort of sports movie. And it got me to thinking about what are the top, I was thinking it from two directions. What are the top sports movies, my favorites, uh-huh. and then what were some of the worst? You know what I mean? Because I started thinking about like what was horrible, what was great. Uh-huh. You know, what what do, you, what do you guys think in terms of sports movies? And this is obviously on a lighter note because we've uh, gotten pretty heavy uh, we in did. politics. We uh, did. But hopefully they're still listening. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no, no, no. Listen, it was all important. <laughs> right, But right, on a lighter right. note, I just thought about this. What what what, what are your some of your like favorite sports movies and sports theme movies? Uh, and why? Cinderella Man is... Uh, That's a great one. Is one of them. Uh, I don't, I've never even heard of that. Cinderella what? Man? With uh with Russell. Russell? Oh wait. Oh yeah. I, I have oh heard of that. God. I just didn't see it. Oh, when my he passed word. the hat? Oh, in the in the boxing, um, oh. in the boxing club, he was trying to get the heat turned back on. Oh man. To get his kids back. Because his wife sent his kids to uh to That was based on a true story. Yes, yes, true yes. Story. And he went in there, he was like, I need to get the heat put on. A lot of you guys know me. And he flipped the hat over. And like yeah. they were putting change and stuff in his hat, yeah. and 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 I, I I welled up. I welled up too. I, welled I, I up. cried in the theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I cried. I, I, <laughs> I'm gonna have to go watch that because y'all making it sound awesome. Oh, oh no, no Cinderella Man is real. No, it's oh, okay. Cinderella it's Man. Is real. I didn't see that. Um, yeah. I also remember the Titans. 
is another one that, that, was um, a good one. that yeah. I like uh, with Herman Herman Boone. Coach yeah. Boone. Yeah, yeah, Coach Boone. I have an issue, though. Like, I got to talk about Remember the Titans a little bit. Okay. Hey, man, that's, that's what this is for. Because speak plainly, bro. When when you go and look at remember the Titans, I, there's two things, two people. Who was named Donald Faison, and, uh, yeah, and yeah, uh, he was like 25 years old. No, he was 30. Like <laughs> it, that's really what my issue was. Him and my man who played uh, Wood the, Harris. The, the, Wood the, Harris. Yeah. Like literally, I'm not even playing. Wood Harris is a year older than me. Yeah. He was legitimately 31 years old when that movie came out, playing a high school senior. Yeah. Like. That's the bullshit. <laughs> like, and they didn't even look like like no kids. They just you think just because you. I mean, I know black don't crack, yeah. but come on, guys, you got you put a grown man with kids. That he might have had a kid about to go into high school. Yeah, he was yeah, also probably uh, he was in Above the Rim too, another sports movie. Yes, uh-huh. he was. And I remember shout out to Wood here, Shot yeah. Towns old. And I thought I remember I thought like Above the Rim was like the best movie in the history of movies. And now I watch it, I'm like, yo, this is the worst film I think I've ever seen. The trailer for Above the Rim. Also had me hyped with, with Tupac coming yeah. in the gym with the razor in his mouth. You're like, oh! And, you, and Dwayne you, Martin was hooping in that right. And then uh, Bernie Mac played the bum. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, so, so. Hey, Jay, didn't I could be? I could have this all wrong. Didn't you audition for uh, Remember the Titans? Yeah, I did. How the fuck did you remember that? I don't know. Well, because I, I be honest with you, I was thinking, how's he gonna get it? He, he's not athletic. <laughs> wow, that's what I remember thinking. Wow. Like he don't know how to play no football. Yeah, <laughs> those to you, I got a, I got an arm. Hey, hey, and hey, I was busting. No, you, you physically have an arm. <laughs> this nigga, <laughs> <laughs> no nigga, I get, I get throw the ball. And but course, I did. That's what. That's crazy. You got a memory. Like yeah, I did yeah. audition. You did audition. Yeah, right. And you know, everybody loves Rocky, right? I, I, AKA white man wins again. Yeah, yeah. Every like, time, like white man wins <laughs> again. AKA white hey, you look man at, like, wins like again. Like Rocky Four yeah. in particular, right? Yeah, Rocky Four. Like he wins again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rocky seventy eight. <laughs> he beat the nigga again. White man wins again. <laughs> <laughs> and, and with, with uh, but I mean it, the absurdity. I was thinking about it this morning. I was like Rocky Four. This dude went to Russia mm-hmm. and beat a seven foot. Goliath steroid using boxer. Yeah. They show it was funny. They showed the they showed him shooting up actual steroids in the movie. True. And this dude is going like you know chopping wood and 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 doing sit ups and he comes in and he like beats <laughs> literally a seven foot Goliath robot full of steroids. Yeah. Like, full of, <laughs> and, and, the full old, pump, and the old the old Eastern steroid. the yeah. old Eastern black full of testosterone. Give me ac- acne on my back yeah. steroids. And shrink my nuts. Yeah, and shrink my nuts. <laughs> but first of all, I'm not gonna let you diss. I'm not gonna. And let he's you. like, if I could change, and I was, I was watching. If I could change. Everyone can change. That was I'm a not, great I'm not gonna let you. I'm not gonna let you disrespect. Draped in the American flag. I'm not gonna let you disrespect Rocky Four. I love Rocky Four. Dolph Rocky Lundgren. Four was great. And, 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 I love Rocky Four. And, I'm just saying it's the absurdity. And Ivan Drago, if he dies, he dies. He dies. Like all of that yeah. was so no, cold. Because like that, that like don't act like back in the day that not that did not give you. Hey, absolute no, it chills. did. It did, and it still does. I still. Yeah. But I'm just thinking, just the the, the creative license. They just took it too far. I got. I gotta share. I gotta share a story. Mm. Um, this is my Dolph Lundgren. Is that his name, Dolph Lundgren? Yeah, yeah. Dolph yeah. Lundgren. Or Lundgren. Yeah, yeah Lundgren. Lundgren. Whatever. Yeah. yeah, I'm thinking Todd Lundgren. But his first name is Dolph. 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 So, yeah. so that's gangster in and of itself. So I'm going to hit the mini stunt button. The so original it's, young it's, Dolph. So it's, uh-huh. it's, it's, this is not even a mini stunt button. This is a real stunt. We are, me, my brother, Trick, who's a record producer, um, 
Jazzy Faye, famous producer, The Dream, who's one of, who was one of my clients at the time. This is 2007. And we're in Los Angeles sitting around the pool celebrating the fact that um, those guys had made, um, Tricky and Dream had made, uh, produced the song Umbrella on Rihanna. Mm-hmm. And it had just gone number one. And it was our first number one sort of global smash record mm-hmm. that was all over the world. And we were celebrating. We had been sitting out by the pool just drinking bottles and doing shots and just pretty drunk. And at some point, um, Dolph Lundgren comes in. And we were... We were pretty, to be honest, we were pretty shit-faced by the time he got there. And it's a whole table full of black dudes who just lose their shit because Drago just showed up. <laughs> so, like, we, like, rushed, we basically rushed Drago. <laughs> and, like, everyone is literally interacting with him like he's Drago, not Dolph. <laughs> like, and, and, like, it's just fools going up to him, just looking him in the face going, and if he dies... He dies. He dies. I, must, so, I must break you. Like, it's all <laughs> yeah. that. What did he say? What like, he's just like, and I have pictures. Like, we all have a picture, of, like, with him. That's dope. Yeah, and it's just like, and like, literally, we're not a, like, because we're, we're drunk and obnoxious. Right, right. And we're You're never, celebrating. And we're yeah, never yeah. acknowledging that he's Dolph. We're only acknowledging that he's Drago. Addressing him as Drago. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I've been Drago, so... Uh... Hey, Drago, you want another shot? <laughs> yeah, exactly. If I, hold on. Drago, you want another yeah, no, shot? Yeah, we're doing yeah. the accent. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, there's, like, terrible Russian accents and the whole night. It was really funny, but he was very... Uh, he's very gracious about it, because you definitely got the sense that that happens to him all the time. Oh, yeah. And uh, particularly, you know, we just made such a spectacle out of it. It was pretty awesome. It was like, I was, it was happy. And he celebrated with us. Like, oh, yeah? He, yeah, he came and did some shots and the whole night. It was cool. That's dope. That's, that's kind of like how I met, um, I randomly met Gene Hackman at LAX one time as I was, I was leaving, I think, to come back here. And um, I ran, this was a, a few years back, though, and I randomly ran into him because one of my favorite movies is Hoosiers. And as I was walking through security, I saw him or whatever. I was like, oh, shit, that's Gene Hackman. He was putting his stuff through the line or whatever. And then you know how you get past security and you start walking towards your gate. So I'm walking towards mine and we're kind of even with each other with how we walk in. And I'm just kind of looking at him or whatever. And then I noticed whatever flight that he was going to, uh, you know, was coming up because he was edging that way. And, and at first, I was just going to kind of keep it moving because being an actor myself, like, you know, I know when you're traveling or when you're just doing something normal, like, you don't really want to have some random person come up to you and be like, hey, remember when you did da 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 Do it again. Yeah, but I was like, nah, man, fuck that. Like, I'm, I, I may never get a chance to meet Gene Hackman again. I got to let him know that I love this movie. You know that's how people approach you, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I nah, got to nah. take this chance. No, no. I got nah. to talk to Marcus. <laughs> no, and that's why, that's why I, I always show love. Teddy. That's why I always show love because, I mean, the, the encounters that I've had with celebrities, they've always been very gracious to me. Hence, how he treated me that day. Like, he was just very gracious. I was like, Mr. Hackman, I'm a big fan of yours. I was like, I've seen all your movies, French Connection, all that. I said, but I got to tell you, one of my favorite movies I wanted to fuck was up Crimson Tide, though. Yeah, I want to fuck him up in Crimson Tide too. Right, he was man, fucked you up. Can't for that. be doing him like that. I but, mean, but he, he was, cool. but he wasn't. It was like this was, was like out of pocket. It was not. No, he no. He was, he was trying to keep us from shooting the missile, yeah, but he yeah, was kind of yeah. not following the protocol. He was kind of no, was. No, 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 That's no, no, the, that but, was the but, whole but, thing. But Denzel was, was fucking up. No, Denzel wasn't fucking up. He was trying to keep it cool. Gene Hackman's character was on some racist shit. No, remember when he had that line? I mean, and the limpings on the stallions. The stallions. Yeah. Okay, I'm not justifying that, but he was provoked. 
Like Denzel what the was fuck? like Denzel was like being like a little bit of an ass. Denzel was doing his like, job. I'm not even like Yo. we're supposed to be talking about sports movies, Yo, but hey, mute wow, his mic. Wow. Mute his mic. I mean, I'm I just saying, that. like that. The, the, I think the brilliance hey, of that. We must silence him. And silence I think, him. I'm like the Elijah Muhammad. You know what's right. crazy? Silence you. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> for six weeks. <laughs> Yo, no, but you know what's funny about that? Just a quick side note before we sort of go back <laughs> is that um, Quentin Tarantino uh, wrote on that script. Oh wow! For real? Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, that's no little, wonder little it has that you know, it, it, of it, it, racism that, in it. And you know, James Gandolfini's in that. Yeah, yeah he, he is. is. He yeah. is. He was great. Yeah, and, yeah. The, and the guy that uh, the Lion, I'm not the the uh, Lord of the Ring, um, the, the uh, oh my man that was in Eastern Promises, yeah. uh, Vigo. Yeah, that's right. Vigo yeah, Mortensen yeah, yeah, yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. He's Yo, awesome. and and it's funny because I know we're we're deep into acting, but mm-hmm. it, some of what he did that was great. Was sort of some of his nonverbal communication, just his face and the stress, you know, of the of the, the role that he played with respect to the key and a lot. Yes, that, that was true. Pretty, yes, pretty serious. Yes, true. yes, I'm sure as an actor you could respect that. No, it's funny that you mentioned Hoosiers, because as an Indiana basketball fan, and I have been for you know over 30 years. You're an Indy fan? Oh know. yeah, absolutely. Hey, I have he, been forever. He, he go cross state lines quite often. <laughs> I I I be having explained him Pittsburgh the dudes that haven't left Georgia, Georgia that much. Pittsburgh that Steelers. I literally grew up. <laughs> Like six minutes from the Indiana border, where yeah, we grew true. up. So That's like being yeah. an Indiana fan in Notre Dame seems like, and and even yeah. proximity. If you don't know the distance, where I grew up is closer. I live closer to South Bend, Indiana, than he lives to Athens, Georgia. So I, I, where I grew up. Okay, oh, yeah. you live close to Pittsburgh too. No. Oh, okay. But who doesn't love Steeler football though? I do. I make no apologies for anything. I Rob, love Rob, Steeler football. I'm not wearing a terrible towel. Shit. But you know what's but funny though? The thing that I loved about about the Hoosier movie and that lots that of people I don't love Pittsburgh. That uh, I that I wish that Indiana basketball was go back to is we need some more Jimmy Chip Jimmy Chip Woods on our team. Like we need yeah, some yeah. shooters. Like we haven't had the guys like when when Coach Knight was there. Yeah, Coach Knight would get those guys that can just shoot the basketball. Yeah. they weren't. Fly. They shoot they your lights out. They shoot your lights out. And we just don't have those guys those guys anymore. We don't we we you talked about identity with Kevin Durant. We lost our identity. What are y'all doing up there now? We got a new I, coach. We I got haven't new, looked at Indiana basketball. Yeah, we had we had we had a new coach, but we got we're having a, a, a wonderful recruiting class. We're gonna be a lot better this year. Oh yeah. Yeah, mark it. Nice. Mark nice. it down. Um You know what was funny? Uh, just the observation we're talking about actors. Have you guys noticed that Nick Nolte is basically the Terrence Howard? Of white actors, where no matter what he's in, he's basically he's, the same guy. He's Nick Nolte. Because if you think yeah. about, if you think about Nick Nolte and yeah. like, I mean, he's like Jack Cates in Forty Eight <laughs> Hours. But like, because when we we're, I was thinking about like one of my favorite sports movies, Blue Chips, is like North Dallas Forty. Oh, and basically he's playing Jack Cates, even though North Dallas Forty was made like six years before. 48 hours was it's basically Jack Cates as a wide receiver they wanted that all over again yeah like give us that and then I I haven't even seen that movie you never seen North Dallas 40 nah I haven't seen it either no listen do yourselves a favor see that movie for a couple of reasons it's actually a really good football movie okay and a lot of the things you'd be shocked because this is a movie from the 70s it's like stars Nick Nolte and this guy named Mac Davis and it's a lot of the same stuff that they're dealing with in the NFL relative to the players was the same thing, and the movie was almost like forty years ago. Really? Yes. Like watch it. You'll like bug out like with players' health and all of that, and like yeah. how like cutthroat the game is. Like all of that is illustrated in in detail in that movie. Wow. With Nick like Nolte, that. and it's like it's that. so funny. It's a young Nick Nolte, but basically he's Kate's. 
You know, he's Cates from Forty Eight Hours. Now he plays it because he played the same role in Blue Chip. He's as a, a coach. And he was he was he was he was Jack Cates yeah. as a basketball coach. Yeah, <laughs> but he's great. Though. I love Nolte. Yeah, he's great. I, I remember, um, I, it, and I guess he's that guy in real life that Eddie Murphy told a story where he actually, um, he was supposed to host um, Saturday Night Live, uh, Nick Nolte. Okay. And, um, and uh, so this is when, they, you know, Eddie Murphy's still a part of the cast, and they um, they had just come out with 48 Hours, and um, and Nick Nolte calls Eddie Murphy, and he's like, oh, I, can you do it for me? <laughs> <laughs> and so this is like hours before they're supposed to go on. It's what? Like, apparently Nick Nolte had gotten trashed all night, trashed that morning. He just, he called him, he was on a bed. <laughs> yeah. And so, and so, and so, um, so they, so, so he goes, okay, yeah, you know, I guess I'll do it. So he, you know, he talked to Lauren Michaels. He's like, he can't come in. And it's funny because Nick Nolte is calling Eddie directly. Right, right, right. <laughs> and so. And so, uh, you know, Eddie hosted it. And it was funny when Eddie, it's like, oh, live from from New York. It's the Eddie Murphy show. <laughs> and and all the cast was up in arms about the fact that Eddie Murphy said it was the Eddie Murphy show when he did that. But he was like, I didn't have anything ready. I was just, you know, <laughs> I didn't have anything ready. I was, I, what do you want me to do? You know, yeah, he asked me to host it. I hosted it and that's it. You know, what? one of the things that, <laughs> that, that that's funny. I never heard that story. Yeah, I'm, that is I'm funny. a big Eddie Murphy fan. I me never too. heard that. Um, one of the things that annoys me, and I don't know if you guys pick up on this, but like when they do, because I'm not like I'm not a big sports movie guy, because I love sports, and very rarely are they depicted correctly mm. in movies. Most more times than not, it's, it's sort of like a, a sloppy or clunky job of of, of depicting the action. Mm. Sure. And one of the things that's like annoying, like if you look at like like a movie like Varsity Blues or, or even like uh, Remember the Titans, they always, and maybe as an actor, maybe you can make me understand this, mm. they always cast some like really big fat guy that's way too fat to ever play football. Like in right. Remember the Titans, it was like Louis Lassie. But he was always Perry. singing. No, there was the, the black guy, he was always singing. He'd be, yeah, sugar pie, honey bunch. <laughs> and, and why is the black guy in all, in all the, they had a guy like that in uh, in Crimson Tide who was always singing. Right. And, 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 and it was, he was the chef. And right. he was always singing. Why is the big fat, why is there a big <laughs> fat, is there, is there, is there, is there, is that guy written in every script? Well, well in Varsity Blues, he's the like, no, fat I was white say, guy. In Varsity Blues, I mean, and that guy, like that guy, I don't know if y'all know, that guy passed away last year. I thought he For lost real? a lot of weight. No, he though. lost almost yeah. 400 pounds, that guy did. Like in 2001, he had a gastric bypass, but he died last year of, of liver and kidney failure. I don't know if it was related uh, to the like the dramatic nature of losing like nearly 400 it, it pounds, but like as a football fan, like there's never going to be a 500-pound man. He was actually the, pretty good, too. That yeah, guy. I mean, yeah. from an acting Why perspective. Why don't we have his name? <laughs> I don't know. We should look him up. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I'm a, I got it. I'll look it up. I mean, I, I yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I just, I think his name was, um, his name was Ron Lester, actually. Okay. And he played right. Billy Bob. Like, how typical yeah. is that? Like, his name was Billy Bob. With the cowboy um, hat on. Yeah. But it's like, why do they do that? Like, because that guy doesn't look like a football player. There's no football players that ever do that. But they'll just get some, like, fat guy. And that's so stereotypical. Like, I hate that. Well, no, I mean, I think, I think what and it shout is. shout out to the late Paul Walker from Varsity Blues. Oh, yeah, yeah. He played, Paul Walker uh, was in that. He played, the, he played yeah, the, quarterback yeah, yeah. the quarterback that got hurt. That loud he was body. a great guy. And Shotty came in there with, awesome all, with that whipped cream on. I don't know yeah, how he left up out that house. Yeah, I don't know how he did that. Bad. Yeah, I mean, that was like, because I remember seeing that. I'd be like, man, girls didn't do that at my high school. 
Hell no, but we didn't live in but Texas. I wasn't, I wasn't a quarterback. We, we never though. played. We we weren't at a Texas high school yeah. uh, football <laughs> maybe situation. So, yeah, maybe because I remember when I went time. down to fucking Carter down there in Dallas. Yeah. Oh, you went down there for, like to the yeah. actual? Okay, yeah. No, them them young niggas down there. I don't want to expose nobody, but man, them niggas young. They doing it down there. Well, first of all, when you look at the movie Friday Night Lights, which to me, from a football perspective, strictly from a football perspective, was one of the more realistic. Depictions of football action. Shout out Booby Miles. Hey, if you want to win, put Booby in. Like, for real. That movie was dope. Um, I don't know if you guys know this about that particular movie. Um, that matchup between Dallas Carter and uh, Permian, mm-hmm. I believe it is, mm-hmm. that was, wasn't a championship game. That was a semifinal. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they, you know, kind of flipped it for, for Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, that team, that, that Carter team had 21 D1. D1 players on it, yeah. um, most notably uh, Jesse Armstead, right. who went you went to University of Miami and went on to play in the NFL. You for know, a bunch of those guys got arrested. Yeah, no, yeah. those dudes were some real bandits. <laughs> like, like they had just won the championship and then went they were on like people. a robbery spree. Oh, I don't know. Sh- did you see the thirty for thirty on that? No, oh, no. Do yourself fantastic. a favor and watch the thirty for thirty. Really? Like that particular Shout team that was depicted. It was the eighty-eight team. Okay. They were like these, these like for real. I'm gonna call them what they are. These were some real criminals that wow. went out and did some real criminal stuff after they won the state title. And a lot of those guys lost scholarships. Everything. It was it was a really bad deal, and it was such an interesting sort of side bit that. to the story that they actually showed in the movie. Um, and I think Pete, did Peter Berg direct that. Yes, yes, yeah, he Peter, did. Yeah, Peter Berg did. Yes, that. he did. Um, Damn, and it and it really showed um, the other side. The thirty for thirty showed a very dark side to what that game was. And when you look at that, and you look back at that, it was like twenty one D one players on one high school team. Oh no! Like, there's a lot of colleges that have like twenty one D one guys like that don't have that in reality. Right, nah, bro. Right. When I went <laughs> when I went to their school, because I was there. Uh, I was doing some promotional stuff with Motown at the time, and uh, they I don't know why. That's right, because no, nah, because they loved it. Like that down was, there that in was Dallas, the first line of Jason song. They, yeah, it's a love ambition for all those out there that, that know. You know what I'm saying? Gold single nah, off in there. I don't think we even did that, dog. I, it's, I, right. I, it's gold in our hearts. Oh, it is. Yeah, it is technically. <laughs> For real? Can we get our research staff to check the yeah, uh, certification on that? Because Jason didn't get his I, plaque. I'll go ahead and order my plaque in. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, like but, a 900 years later. 900 years, exactly. But, but um, no, nah, man, uh, when I went down there, the way that those students were treated, it was like, I mean, they were football royalty. And anybody knows that has either been to Texas or lived in Texas, like that shit is real. But getting back to your uh, original point, though, or your original question, why does Hollywood do that? The reason why Hollywood does that is because we they got to make the in, the story interesting, number one. And then, unbeknownst to a lot of people that are in sports that have been a part of organized teams, I don't think they realize how colorful all the different characters are within that team. So for guys like myself who were creatives who were sitting in the fucking stands looking at these cats playing... That was part of the story that went alongside with the game was the characters that were on the team. So no, that's great. It's just saying that nobody on the field was was as fat as Louis Elastic. That's nah, all I'm saying. Nah, but you but you had like fat players. I mean, they, you had big players, but I'm saying not like big big football player is not four hundred 
pounds of unathletic mass just running around. Like that's what Louis Elastic was. That's what Billy Bob yeah, was. That's true. And it's it's like as a football fan, it's like the thing that like don't allow it doesn't allow me to get past that. What did you think of any given Sunday? I thought it was entertaining. Moderately right? entertaining. I thought it was entertaining. I mean Moderately entertaining. Steaming 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 really beaming. You know, you know, but 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 I, I didn't think that Pacino he just did, you know. He just did what he his the same character that he does basically in most of his films, um, outside of The Godfather, um, and I, I, it was entertaining. But it's not one of my top, you know, one really? of my top films. Nah, I fucking love nah, any nah. given Sunday. I mean, with, with LT cutting the, the 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 truck in half, and we gotta play together. And <laughs> I'm good on that. You yeah. know, I, I was just. I think sometimes, particularly on the football movies, I just like I love I love the authenticity that Peter. Peter Berg delivered on uh, Friday night. What about Night. Jerry Maguire though? Jerry Maguire was real. I mean, I guess that's theoretically Rod a sports movie. Yeah, yeah, I love that. The Quam. Yeah, know about that. Quan. Yeah, Quan. like I, loving I love basketball. Hoop dreams. Hoop dreams a documentary, which is excellent. Excellent. But, 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 but you know what my struggle is with Hoop Dreams? And I've, I actually watched it not too long ago. Please don't hate on Hoop Dreams. No, it's just... Hey, I think my it man was just, daddy just couldn't get right. I just think it was tragic. <laughs> I think it was like... Because like, watching those guys just kind of flame out. That's Chicago. Like, and, 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 <laughs> that's yeah. it. That's yeah. us, baby. That's, 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 that's Ronnie, how we do, baby. That's, that's, right. that's Ronnie Fields. <laughs> Shout out to Roddy Fields. That's yo. Roddy Fields of a plethora hey, of hosts yo, of niggas that for don't For those blew that it. don't know, like, man, Ronnie, Ronnie Fields. Fields. Just Woo. you go ask Kevin Garnett. Man. Kevin Garnett will tell you about Ronnie Fields. I saw Ronnie Fields play him and Kevin Garnett in, at Farragut in like, fucking 95. Ronnie Fields and Kevin Garnett were on the same high school basketball Incredible. team. Incredible. Get your head around that. Incre- anybody, Chicagoland residents, know yeah. what that combo was. Farragut. I have they no ran. idea who Ronnie Fields is. Oh, bro, he was. Kevin Garnett will tell you that Ronnie t- Fields was better than him. Yeah, Yo. no, he was Jordan. I'm talking about jumping from the fucking free throw in a game. I'm not gonna go to the Jordan thing, but he was. <laughs> no, bro, he I'm got excited. Go no, because no. he was 17. No, I'm talking about jumping out the gym. Yeah, no, I mean, incredible I hops, saw it. incredible hops. Like Ronnie, but Ronnie Fields could play basketball. Like he was bad. He was yeah. a bad dude. So, yeah. do, do you guys? Where do you guys place? He got game, like. Where do you guys place that film? What do you guys think about that? I thought that I thought that that he I thought that <laughs> interesting enough. Jesus shuttle Jesus Shuttlesworth and I thought Ray Allen did a decent job for him never having any experience, you know. And obviously he was just playing himself, true, you know, a good basketball player. But I thought that um, that uh, he got game actually exposed, um, you know, a pretty decent side of basketball that doesn't get looked at um, as it relates to recruiting. Um, where do you guys place that that film? And did you and did you did you did you have you seen it? First off, no, no, I've seen I mean, it. Because it's a man that ain't seen color no, no, purple. No, no. <laughs> True. Facts. <laughs> no, actually, I haven't seen I, it. I will not I haven't seen I one of the greatest be, movies of all time. I will not be judged <laughs> by you. You ain't seen it. And color you still purple. ain't looked at a color purple yet? Nah, man. Do yourself a favor. This Sunday, fry some chicken. Get you some cornbread. You want to get watermelon too? Have, have, not a, have not a make, make some greens. <laughs> Nigga, get cornbread sit and watermelon. No, bruh, you got to look at it in the essence of it all. Color purple is one of the. Yeah, I, I, I will at some why, point. Why, why have you refused? Why? It, it wasn't. I, I think you, you're, you're misreading into it. Nah, it's not really about because at this point, at this point, you've made nah, conscious yeah. decisions. Nah, because I think sometimes not when things are in it. their moment and you miss the moment, it's you. You just keep 
finding reasons to keep going. Like it's just I just haven't had a chance to go back. Like I didn't I didn't see Titanic. There's a lot of what? I didn't I didn't see what's the movie with the blue people? What are you saying? Avatar? Avatar. I didn't see Avatar. I just Hey, Jason took fuck? me to see Jason took me to see Titanic. And I cried next to Jason for like, a couple for like 16 did, minutes. Did y'all hold For like 16 minutes. Did, you hold it, did he hold you? Yo, I was trying not to cry because I was next to him. Did he hold you ever so gently? But hey, hey, hey. <laughs> While you were, where were you? When she had to let go of Jack. When she had to let go of Jack and he sunk down in that water. I was so I was through Dylan. I was through Dylan. I remember I was, I was. <laughs> nigga walk, nigga walk out of the theater hey, like, man, so dog, look, so thank look, you for taking me to see Jason, it. Jason, Jason turns to me. He goes, he goes, hey, man, you all right? And I was like, yeah, man, this shit just good as hell. This nigga had a moment in the AMC Yo, theater I was in crying. And then, and then that night we went to the uh, Gentleman's Club. Did you cry That's there right, too? We had it, yeah. Did y'all hold hands in there too? <laughs> nah, we was holding asses. <laughs> Yo, and on that note, <laughs> and on that note, I like, to, I like to, <laughs> we would like to first of all thank all. I love titties all my life. <laughs> we would like to thank all of you guys who tuned in and, and, and stayed and listened to this uh, this podcast. This is how we do. We just we just a couple guys having fun and talking stuff about things that we like to talk about. We hope you enjoyed. Um, our podcast we're going to be back next week I, we invite all of you to come and check in on our social media and with any comments or questions my name is uh, MES Red Zone mine is it's Jason Weaver and I'm Rob Hunter SLM Rob Hunter SLM so jump in send us some topics send us anything ask us questions and we'll address them right here on our podcast so we'll uh, shoot we'll see you next week peace peace, peace.